I want to remind you that you are a powerful being, filled with power. You are an eternal being, having a temporary experience, having an earthly experience. Hello, and welcome to Power Hour. I am Dr. Kresslin, your empowerment coach, a messenger, if you will, here to remind you that there is a power inside of you that is capable of helping you realize your dreams, live the life that you desire, and create the world that you want. We call that power by many different names, but no matter what you call it, it has been here to sustain you and guide you to this point. Now, I just want to help you remember that you have it. Remember that you are an eternal being and that you can use this power in the world even during these challenging times. We know that you are an eternal being that's been sent here to a temporary earth with a temporary body around people who think that that's all that exists and that you exchange false power with them all the time, vying for your position, for the identity that you think that you've created for yourself. So I'm just here to remind you who you really are and to help you power up. And I am so grateful to have these beautiful women that you heard from in our uh, previous podcast where we were talking about breaking news with COVID-19. Now we're talking about soul preservation during COVID-19, especially for the people who are the go-to people for their friends, families, associates, and colleagues. It is so important that you preserve your own mind, body, and soul during this time. Introducing again, Pamela Gray Daniels, a advocate for oneness, um, a diversity and cultural competence group guru, uh, and an author. Uh, we will list all of her information in the comments. And also, I'm a price, a shamus and soul detox specialist, uh, producer, executive producer of the Black Mother Monologue stage play, coming near you soon. Ima, don't let us get out of here without uh, you sharing how people can watch that play. And then Miss Janette Smith, award-winning journalist, author, speaker, transformational life coach. Welcome back, ladies. Welcome back. Wasn't that last session amazing? Oh, it gave me life. It was fabulous. <laughs> You know what, Ima, I think I want to start this discussion with you, especially since we're talking about the soul. Will you, in your own definition, kind of tell us what the soul is and what it's here to do? Thank you so much. Um, I always like to tell people we, we, we are spirit and we get a body and we have a soul which is the part of us that makes an imprint on our human experience. I love to kind of list the Sanskrit rules for being a human being. Rule number one is you get a body. So we are not our body. Mm -hmm. Number two is you learn lessons. So we're not our lessons. Mm -hmm. Number three is that there are no mistakes, only lessons, mm -hmm. which I think we should rest our laurels on in this whole season is that Nothing has gone wrong. Everything is going right. There's an all-powerful source that knows all. And if we believe that, then we don't have to worry or fear. Mm -hmm. The soul is our mind, our will, and our emotions, which means it can be programmed. It can be imprinted. And it's the part of us that picks up and also deposits things in the earth. Mm -hmm. It's that part of us that recollects where we were before we came here and knows that once we leave here, we're going back somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And so when I explain what it means to detox your soul, that means to remove a lot of the imprints, the lessons, the programs, the traumas, the foods, the influences and experiences that are not a part of the spiritual being that we truly came to be. Mm. So how does the soul serve the body and the spirit? Oh, <sighs> How does the soul serve the body? Our soul is more so our compass. It's the part of us that connects us to our spirit. I like to explain to people that there is a part of you that is watching your life from something that would look like a skybox. Mm -hmm. I like to call it the skybox me, the higher self. That's what a lot of us refer to as the soul. Mm -hmm. 
So our higher self is experiencing life from a prophetic point of view, a divine point of view, a God point of view, where we're able to navigate the earth the more we are connected to that part of ourselves. Mm -hmm. So when we disconnect from our higher self, when we disconnect from our soul, when we disconnect from that thread that keeps our, our spirit and our body connected to all that is, mm. we experience a fear of an ex we experience disconnection, mm. and disconnection is what it feels like to be without help or a source. Wow! So when we work on our soul, we strengthen our spiritual connection to our source, wow. which I call God. Wow! So I call that skybox person the observer, mm. who is the eternal loving self, and I've. I've heard this information over and over again, but it really resonated with me within the past couple of weeks. And Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday, I was going through something and I was in the shower sitting there and I cried like a baby. And it was the first time that I was able to stand outside myself, see myself crying and nurture myself. Mm. And it was so powerful in that moment. I mean, I've been able to observe myself before, like, okay, look at you. You know, <laughs> but to uh, I think that was my first experience uh, seeing myself and being able to show that level of compassion mm -hmm. in such a sad moment, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So how do you define the soul, Jeanette? Oh, wow. I mean, everything that I'm a said, and then you have to, I think bring your own isness into that, um, mm -hmm. your understanding into that. I do refer to that as my higher self. Mm -hmm. um, and I think what's an important about soul for me is constantly reminding myself of her place in my existence. Wow. Um, it's like friendships that you can rely on. You don't talk to them all the time, but if you pick up the phone, you know they're there you know, we may not have talked for a long time, but I know that connection is going to be there when I talk to you, but that's not how you want to coexist with pieces of yourself. Mm -hmm. You don't want to shut down or have these long distance relationships with pieces of yourself, you know? And so as we look at soul and, and this time that we're in, we have time. We have, that's one of the gifts of this pandemic is that we have time. So mm. as you're reconnecting with friendships and family members, some of them in your own house, because you know, your schedules have sent you in different directions and you don't connect like you wish you could now outside of those relationships, just bringing into alignment all the pieces of self, mm. you know? And I think what's, what's funny is higher self is always there ready to nurture and to love us back to life and to give divine wisdom when you don't know what to do. But sometimes because we've been in this long distance relationship, it gets harder to feel, it gets harder to be in touch with, mm -hmm. but it's never that you're alone. And, and that's why I like to talk about alone versus lonely. You're never alone. Mm -hmm. Right. You're never alone. You might feel lonely, but you're never alone. And the only way you can re really remember that is to be in touch with soul and to mm -hmm. be in alignment with mind, body, and spirit. Oh, that's powerful. Because the loneliness, feelings of loneliness comes from the temporary self the self-identity that we've created. It's not possible yeah. for the higher self to feel lonely. It's mm -hmm. that sense of disconnection. Because think about it. I've gone to parties. I don't know if you ladies have experienced this. I've gone to parties and been around a bazillion people mm -hmm. and still felt lonely, mm -hmm. even though mm -hmm. I wasn't alone, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so it's not about what's there or not there. It's about the connection to what's there, mm -hmm. right? Or what you can't. Wow. Wow. That is such a great example. I love that. Pam, how do you see the soul and how do you preserve your soul? Sure. So, oh, it's so, it's so interesting, like our life, because it's, there's so many dualities, you know, mm -hmm. that we experience. And, you know, I believe that I am an extension of God's presence. Mm. And there are qualities and abilities that God has given me um, that is a part of him. 
and is a part of that spirit. And so that is my soul because it's the unique fingerprint of me in God's spirit, if that makes sense. The problem. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I, I, I often refer to it as higher self, as my higher self, as the, the one that sees what God sees. Um, and then, you know, my, my ego, the person I think that I am, the wife, the mother, the, mm-hmm. you know, even things like the author, do you know what I mean? Those mm-hmm. things are the things that I, the identity I've created for myself. And when I am too much in that self, in that egoic self, that's where I have all the troubles. That's where I can't see past my nose because I don't have that higher perspective of what's really going on and that all things are working for my good and my benefit. And so I see that as my direct, my, my soul, my higher self is the spirit of God. That is me. I'm not saying I'm God, the creator. I'm not saying, I, I get it, all, I get it. but I'm saying that it's the spirit of God. That is me. That is eternal. That can never be destroyed. That never that is always steering me in the direction that God would have me go. Yeah. And so um, I have this joke I say with my friends, I say, don't be yourself, be your higher self. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because right. Th- it's never it. going to steer you wrong. It's mm-hmm. never going to steer you wrong. And it sees everything from this higher perspective um, that when we're in the doldrums and in our, our lower self, our ego, we just can't see. So. I, I feel like that's what you experienced, Dr. K. And I, I have this this saying where we're like the witnesser witnessing the witness, mm-hmm. you know, because we are really the witnesser. We are that higher self witnessing, like Pam said, the witness, which is our ego, our, mm-hmm. our personhood. Mm-hmm. And when you have that moment with your inner child, that was your witnesser witnessing the witness, giving an eternal, unconditional love and healing yes. a part of the soul. And even Jeanette talked about soul fragments how we lose parts of ourselves and we need that connection to bring them back and heal it. So I I thought that was a great example. Wow. You know, I know we're supposed to be talking about preserving the soul during COVID, but I really want to understand if we have this higher self and we, we, we literally come to earth on a mission, right? And so we get this, this body and all of that. So, but I get conflicted. Um, so when you talk about when we talked about earlier um, uh, doing things because we are servants and not wanting to be seen, well, yes, we do. You know what I'm saying. So I get conflicted with um, with the with the purpose of how the ego actually serves us and being okay with it serving us in our temporary state and kind of how. Um, Cause I feel crazy when we talk about bouncing back and forth between the two, but we can't stay in the eternal loving self forever as we wouldn't be able to relate to anybody else. So that, that balance, I, I just get so conflicted with that. Somebody help me, please. You, you know, it, it's funny because the ego is not all bad and it isn't. I think Jeanette said that the last time it isn't. I think when we get too anchored in it, right. Mm-hmm. That we, it, it, it is designed to protect us. But when we start to just see things from that perspective, when we don't have the balance of, um, you know, okay, this sucks right now. <laughs> Do you know what I'm going through this, but higher self says, but all things are working for your good and your benefit. This is something is seeking to expand in you and, and emerge in you. And this situation that you perceive in this way right now is actually a benefit. And so it brings you back to this balance where, we don't hate on the ego, but we also understand sometimes it can drag us around like a dog on a leash. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that's kind of where I come in um, to, I have to keep my ego in check. And that's why I said earlier, I was like, I don't want people to see me. I don't mean that I don't want to be seen because everybody does, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I don't want it to be my main focus. focus. I want I want to be in a balance where I know that I am light and I'm to be light and people are to see my light shine brightly, but I don't want to get to the point where I, and this is where I think we were talking about pastors. Sometimes they get their focus shifts and, and, and they become this, this thing on a pedestal. I don't ever want to be there. I I want to remain grounded and, and remain in the balance of knowing how, knowing what's going on in the situation Mm-hmm. higher self and also the balance of you know this is here to protect me so. 
that really helps. So I can see the balance. The balance is letting the ego do its job of remaining in humility. Mm -hmm. So understanding that a part of this work that you're doing uh, with people that the ego is doing its job in helping you do, you know, do things in a, um, in an earthly way so that you can reach those who are on earth, mm -hmm. but keep that part of you in check and remember who you really are and don't get too caught up in this thing. Like we were talking earlier that many people can put us on the pedestal, but we get to decide if we're going to take a seat mm -hmm. <clears throat> or just allow them to do that in their own minds and not do it in our own. So that, that, that really helped. That really helped. I think in all transparency, um, there have been times, and I know that it comes from my background having been on TV. I, I, I literally don't want to be safe. It's not that like, oh, I don't know how. To. No, there's times I, I don't. Um, because I feel like people let it get in the way of what I'm trying to give. And I'm, I so want, oh, I so want my heart's matter to translate. Mm -hmm. that I don't want you to mm -hmm. get all caught up uh -huh. in the rest of it. And so, and, and I'm just keeping it real yeah. because we're women. Um, and sometimes that happens. You know, I saw uh, a, mm -hmm. a, a, it might've been an Uber fact or something that it said something like three times out of the year, men will think that when women are being kind, they're actually interested, you know, somehow interested in them. And I thought three times a year, are you kidding me? Three times a day. Like you, it's yeah. hard to just say hi and be kind. Right. And so what I had to come to work through for myself, uh, and I hope that this is beneficial to women in general is that God gives us all these different favor packages. That's what I look at it as now right? We all get a favor package mm -hmm. and there are different elements in there and they appeal to different types of people and, you know, all those types of things. And, and so instead of trying to push her back, that, that side, those tools, those things, right? It's not who I am because I wear it, right? And then mm -hmm. the skin, this body, we, we talk about the, the temporal and, and the eternal, but it's a part of my tool package. It's part of my toolkit. Yeah. And so if that's what, like, so on Instagram, I'll post something. I can post a picture of me and my puppy or just me and I'll get hundreds of likes. I can post something that's to me is much more meaningful and pertinent to life. And it Woo! might get than half than that, you know, less than that, yes. a third maybe. Right. And I'm like, uh, and it took my disruption coach to tell me, use all your tools. Mm -hmm. Don't mm -hmm. let your tools use you, use you. Uh -huh. but you <laughs> use all your tools. If that's what pulls and then, yeah. And then bridge to something else. You know? And so when I said, like, I don't want, there are actually times I don't want to be seen. I do because I come from a television background. I've, I've had to, you know, I balanced her out. There is that thing where you were trained to be a certain thing to get a certain end, right? Mm -hmm. A means mm -hmm. to an end. And I had to have that fight and that conversation with her a long time ago, like you, you might get the paycheck in, but like, you're not going to be me. <laughs> like, you know, mm -hmm. of me. Mm -hmm. and so I think that's something all of us as women, the balance of how do we bring all of what's uniquely us without trying to don't let ego take over, but then don't try to bat away parts of you that God gave you for a reason. Um, attention is, like a tool, like money. It's not good or bad. It's how you pay it. How do you pay that attention? Yeah, what exactly, do you pay that exactly. attention to? Exactly. And so if I, if, I, if I take your attention, how do I then use it? Where do mm -hmm. I then funnel it? How do I do that? Because that becomes the greater part right? Of, of all of those things. So my, my prayer for the balance, I love these discussions with you all because it, it helps to affirm and it helps to confirm right? That we, it, we have enough people and entities trying to thumb us down to make right. us small and right. to 
credit what's in us. And so we don't need to do that to ourselves, my God. And we mm -hmm. certainly don't need to do that to each other. Mm -hmm. I think all women are beautiful. Mm -hmm. I, I love us. I mean, mm -hmm. we freaking rock. Yeah. You know? Yeah. How we look, what we bring, our vibe, our energy, all of that. Mm -hmm. And just celebrating that in this time of, of you know, community, I think is beautiful. Yes. Very well said. Very well said. Yeah, I, sometimes I don't want to be seen either. Like right now with COVID shutting down all the salons and my hair is about three different colors. <laughs> but, but, I, but you know what? That was the thing. I, as a child, I was always seen from the outside. Mm -hmm. But my longing is to be for my gifts, mm. for my heart. For my purpose, for my mission, for you to see that. Because to me, that's the most valuable part of me. Mm -hmm. And that's how a person values the other is being able to see beyond the tangible mm -hmm. and, and to see who the person really is. So this is so powerful. This is so powerful. So how do we take this information and use it and share it during this time where so many people are glamming up with nowhere to go <laughs> but to the computer and to social media. Um, I have a girlfriend that's a buyer for a uh, sneaker store. They're selling out like hotcakes with stimulus because stimulus money is coming in. Your kids uh -huh. have nowhere to go. You have nowhere to go. And their sales are booming. Wow. So how do we get people to focus more on their soul and preserving their souls during this time instead of putting it on the altar of um, the internet? I love that. That's good. How do we do it? Well, I think the, the, the first part is the more people see vulnerability, the more they're willing to be vulnerable. Mm. And unfortunately, social media is heavily inundated with those who are projecting their egoic self for attention and fame and affection and love. So even the person who could have the most depth of character will sell themselves out to become a part of the collective so that then they can influence and I think that it takes more people to be vulnerable about their own struggles, pain, triumphs that have nothing to do with anything than their own trauma. Mm -hmm. Because we're, we're not able to connect with people on deep levels because most people are spending so much time on everything else. And I, I don't knock it. You know, I think it's wonderful to adorn yourself. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's great. But I, I experienced even when I used to minister in the church, my greatest ego battle was when I was a minister in, in the church setting was because I started off just wanting to share with people what God was doing for me. And I didn't even want to minister pastor. The pastor came and said, you need to do this. You need to do that. I heard you speak and you need to do that. So I just started just standing up there talking about what God's doing to me. Then all of a sudden I went through ministerial training. Then after that, I went through these conferences and I was told how to present, what to do, and what to say, and what not to say. And it got to a point where I did my third conference. I realized Am I saying some of this stuff because I really believe it? Or, or am I saying mm -hmm. it because that's what I need to say so you'll mm -hmm. accept me to hear what I have to say? Mm -hmm. And that's when I realized I was more in my egoic self that is more concerned about the responses of the world than my own responsibility for my alignment. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about getting people to focus on their soul, we got to bring back the conversation about alignment and what it means to be in the true integrity. Alignment just means what I say, what I think, what I feel, what I do are all the same. And that's yeah. not true because people mm -hmm. walk around and they glam themselves up. They have a low self-esteem. They don't like other women. And they get on and they say things like, I'm empowering you. I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. I'm here for you. I'm motivating you. But are you really? Well, I would feel much better if you came on and said, like Dr. Crescent said, I struggle with discouragement. That's what I need to hear. Not, mm -hmm. I put all this on so you will receive me to cover up my own scars that I'm really here to show you so you can heal. Mm -hmm. right. Very good. I like that. 
Yeah, I think that yeah. one of the things that I, that brings to my mind is the fact that yeah, we need to be in complete and total alignment with what what we're being taught and what we're teaching. Like, are we are we practicing what we're teaching? Mm. And um, really focusing. I, I always come back to like focusing on on. Am I living in complete fidelity to what the things that I believe? And for me, I understand now. I wasn't here two days ago, <laughs> but I'm here now, and I. <laughs> I'm serious because that revelation that came last night was that this is about you, Pam. Ultimately, you came, mm-hmm. you were with me in spirit form, and I, I'm saying you, God. God showed me a vision of what I could come here to do, but it it involved my life and my soul's expansion mm-hmm. and how that has a ripple effect on when I'm living out my values in in wild abandonment and nobody can shake me from being who I am and who I'm called to be, then people can't help but notice. Mm -hmm. And so not that I wouldn't have to speak anything, but Mm -hmm. that who I am speaks Mm -hmm. enough to change how people perceive or change how people think. And and that's when people will come to you and, and, you know, you can be uh, able to minister to them in that way and say, look, it ain't me. It's, it's mm-hmm. me aligning with God, who is the source of my being, knowing that all things are working for my good and my benefit. Mm-hmm. And so that controls how I live now. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's what I'm really, that's what I think that we need to focus on. Even in this time, when people are coming to us, we're living out in, in high fidelity, mm-hmm. the values that we believe in, that we, what we know. That's amazing that you say that because everybody's talking about being in alignment with that soul, right? And I can remember I went to see uh, Oprah in Atlanta in January. And um, I don't know what she was talking about, but my mind went off to back to a theme that's keep reoccurring in my life and has been since 2010 is just be. That's my goal. Like, I, I'm just going to be. Mm-hmm. And and then I said, well, what is that? And I thought about the times that I was happiest and I felt more fulfilled was when I would just be. And just being was just being true to yourself in your core values. Mm-hmm. And so I took time in every week or so, I look at my core values. And that's kind of the litmus test for me. Like, are you doing these things? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's be courageous, be authentic, tell the truth no matter what. Uh, operate in excellence, always doing your best. Live your life to the fullest, you know. Lead like the world is following. Love like you can't be hurt. These are the things that are at the core of me. And so now that's when I know that I'm in alignment or as uh, I mean, we often say when I'm in flow is... Mm-hmm. There is an all-knowing wisdom inside of all of us. And when we're following that lead, then even the body and the temporary self and the, um, and the soul or the spirit, everything feels in alignment mm-hmm. when we're in that, when I'm in that flow, when I'm flowing from the core of who I am, when I'm truly just being, I'm not trying to be anything. I'm just being, I'm, I'm, I'm flapping my wings like the butterfly. I'm blooming like the flower. I'm swaying in the wind, like the trees without effort. I'm just being who I am. And so preserving my soul comes from staying focused on those core values. And another core value is doing all things with the right intention. Mm -hmm. Mm. motives because what you put out is what comes back and I want all good karma as much as I can possibly get and so when I'm in that that's how I preserve my soul is when I'm focused on those core values and I'm living from those core values that's when I'm in alignment I need a list of what you just said all, because I was like yes yes I, but it was so beautifully spoken that I was like oh that needs to go on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what you can do. So this is, this is something that I've done in uh, some workshops before. Write your own Beatitudes. 
Ooh. And put them on your wall. Yeah. Write your own B attitudes. You know, B attitudes. Mm -hmm. What's the attitude when you're being? B. Right. That's awesome. And uh, but I'll share that because I they're my core values. They're written in my notebook, and I and I read them often to remind me stay in alignment. So what can we tell people right now, especially the light workers and uh, the go tos? What can we tell them right now about the importance of preserving their souls right now for the long? so they can do the work for the long run to keep them from burning out. What can we tell them? What strategies can we provide for them? What can we do? I think mindset is so important in, in all of that. Um, because we as light bearers want to have impact, there's a, a measure of, you have to see what's happening out there to know, to get the feedback that you need to know in terms of impact, right? So do I need to adjust this? What is working? Depending on what, how we contribute. Cause, because you said light bearers, that could be therapists, that could be coaches, mm -hmm, that could be mm -hmm. content creators, that could be authors, that could be anything. And so, yes, we all should be creating out of the, the depths of, the, of our soul that is connected to God so that everything that comes out of us is, is just wrapped in his grace and divine wisdom, right? Because there's things that we say all the time, I'm like, I know that wasn't me, that's way smarter than I could ever think. That's mm -hmm. the stuff you want to mm -hmm. give. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we're human beings. And so you want to know that things are resonating. Mm -hmm. the, I think, the, first of all, don't compare and compete. Don't compare to compete, right? Just being self-aware um, is so important because you do need to know, do I need to adjust this or more of this or less of this? But when you start comparing to compete, which is what social media often does, and Ima was speaking to this, you start looking and you start buying into the, the, the facade of the ego that is out there that people are presenting as what's reality when it's not reality, then you start making adjustments and decisions based on things that aren't even real. Right. And so we want to be significant. We want to have impact. And so number one, I would say don't compare to compete compared to assessment for self-reflection for self-excavation, take it back, marinate in it, let that resonate over you. Is there something I need to change? Is this some, oh, is that a good idea? Oh, maybe that could work for whatever that is. Um, the other things, and to me, that's the harder one. The other things that, that we need to do are simple, really take care of your physical body. Mm -hmm. Take care of your physical body. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? Like I started yoga. I've been saying for years that I wanted to do yoga and I never kind of had the time. Guess what? I got bundles of time. And so now I have, I have, there, there it is right on top of the dog's crate right there. There, I fold her out. I just got on Amazon, 12 bucks, easy peasy. I fall, and it has been such a blessing to me because wow. even doing energy work and things like that, it was another way of reconnecting to spirit, reconnecting with my soul and giving myself another tool. So mm -hmm. your physical body is important. And then, you know, your physical space is very important. Mm -hmm. I know this is hard for different people. You might have children, you might have a, a significant other, or you might, whatever, but get zones in your house where everything's just not going to be the chaotic hell of the pandemic. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. this is going to be school over here. Mm -hmm. You know, this is going to be this over here, office over here. This mm -hmm. is going to be Zen me. This is Zen space, you know, mm -hmm. and be, and be very, um, uh, protective of that and the last thing i would say is let me use i'm gonna use baby's toy perspective mm. right mm. because we can see things much bigger than they are and perspective is really not just about having an outside view of what is but outside view on a similar plane you can't mm -hmm. compare you can't give perspective if you're on looking from different, so it, so even if it's up tall, because if I say to you, you know, here, her little bunny's going to take over the world. Well, you might believe it based on your perspective of where she mm -hmm. is right now. But when I bring her back and put her in alignment where with, where I really am, mm -hmm. this, this is just 
circumstance and situation, but when you bring it back here and you're like, oh no, I'm much bigger than this. Mm. I'm much, bigger, I'm mm. much more powerful than this. I'm right. much more divinely into, you know? And so that's the important piece, I think, for all of it, for me, is right mindset through right perspective. Right. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love that analogy. I do too. It looks real big right here, but when you bring it back here, I'm the biggest. Okay. Yeah, I got you. Like, yeah, I, I got you, it. boo. I got you. Like, you out. I love it. <laughs> and how often do we make things bigger than they are all the time? Wow. Wow. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. Well, I just was, as the whole time Jeanette was speaking, I kept looking over at my oracle cards. I decided to make my own oracle cards uh, for myself. I, uh-huh. I, 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 it's the first time I've ever done them. And so I decided before I started using them with a group that, uh, oh, Providence. Before I use them with a group, I was going to do them for myself. So I just want to share the words that I pulled this morning because Jeanette just mentioned almost all of them. And last time, Pam, you wow. mentioned two. And I said, God, they keep bringing up the words. So my words for today that I wrote down in my prayer notes are om- omniscience. Mm-hmm. And omniscience means the state of knowing everything, Dang. right? Mm-hmm. Then I pulled omnipotence. Omnipotence means the ability and unlimited power to do all things. Yeah. Then I pulled admission. And admission has two parts. And I wrote the notes down this morning. Admission is a statement of acknowledgement of the truth of something, and it has a second meaning, which is the process or fact of entering to or being allowed into something. Mm. And the last one, the last two I pulled were submission and eternal. And as I was looking at these, I was like, wow, God, this, this is what you're trying to tell me. My advice to people would be to reconnect to your source. Because when you remember that you have a source of unlimited power that knows all things, that can do all things, that if you just submit that to yourself and submit under that, you'll have eternality in this earth, mm-hmm. it takes the weight off. I don't know, for yes. me and Rashawn, I felt a lot of pressure. Prophets feel a lot of pressure. Like, mm-hmm. God, I, I'm just me, mm-hmm. you know, and this is overwhelming. And now my ego's telling me I need to be this. And, mm-hmm. But whenever I, re- whenever I disconnect from that and I reconnect to my source, I'm reminded. I ain't got to do nothing. Right. I ain't got to do a ding dang thing. <laughs> all I have to do is remember that I'm sent here by all powerful God who's going to get the job done. That if I just rely on that, be in the flow, like Dr. K said, then I feel less stress, less anxiety, and I feel less responsible. I think light workers, especially now, everyone feels like, you know, they're going to come ask me some questions because I've been talking about this for years. And it's like, ah, I ain't got nothing to say. Mm-hmm. Well, if I just go and take some time to reconnect to source, then as I present myself again, I'm leaning in and leaning on so that when people are leaning on me, I'm not taking the weight no more. Mm. It doesn't feel so heavy to me. Right. Right. I just thought that was so wild. Y'all have said all these, I've been sitting here looking at my notes from this morning, like they're saying all of this. Wow. Wow. When you talk about leaning back as to not because that's that's something we struggle with as coaches, ministers, all that. It's uh, we leave the lid off the garbage can when we are taking in people's stuff. And um, I could definitely use more strategies. You know, I, I talk about dusting off when you after you've helped somebody dust off, that's the getting, put things in perspective. This is not you. You were used by God. This is not your stuff. You know, you can have compassion. You can have empathy. You can bear their burdens with them, but then dust off. But I want to become better at leaving the lid on the garbage can when I'm taking it all in. Mm. But when I'm listening, I'm not taking it in. I'm, I'm taking it in, but I'm not taking it in. Yes. And so uh, when you mentioned kind of leaning back with it, uh, I can definitely use more tools in that department. So I know there are other people who can too. So if you all want to share, please feel free. Pam? So what I'm thinking about, you know, following up what Ima just said, following up with what you just said about not leaning on our own strength and, and how do we, how do we contain what's being shared with us without taking it on? 
I was thinking earlier about, you know, when you check somebody a basketball and, you know, you're at the end and you check it to them and then they throw it back. Well, if I understand that the situation and the circumstance that they're, they're sharing with me is that basketball, um, I'm not going to go play the game. Right. And so when it's tossed to me, oftentimes what I do when I'm <laughs> when I'm coaching, because I've learned that I cannot share, um, I cannot lead unless someone invites me to. And sometimes even when they're asking your opinion, they're not inviting you. Oftentimes they want you to play the game with them. Wow. So what I've learned is to say, do you, are, are you asking because you need help? Are you asking for my opinion or do you just need to talk? Mm -hmm. And in that, I um, automatically, usually when, if they just need to vent, I see it as that. I don't, I, I don't allow myself to connect with this because at this moment, I understand that they are not ready to receive anything. And so there's really nothing I can do for them other than be a present body. And sometimes mm. people just need that. Yeah. If they are ready to receive something, and sometimes when they're ready to receive it, they're not even really ready to receive it. It's just a deposit that's there for later. It mm. in their um, and it comes forth when they need it. Um, I, I share, and I share from, I understand this is what you're feeling. Um, so I'm actually ministered to, my, you know, to myself in the moment as well, that this is what we're feeling, right? But then let's go to higher self. Let's, we're, we're looking at underneath the, the tapestry where it's all torn and knots and all that other stuff. We're looking right here, okay? Now we're gonna, we're gonna raise up right here to higher self and look at this knowing that, yeah, it's, we still don't understand it right now, but we know that everything is working for our expansion and our benefit and leading them there because now I've given them something and I've also given myself the assurance that it's not working out for the good. Now it's just time for them to look and spend time with that. And, and now they're, we're, we're both in a good place when we leave. Mm. And that's, that's kind of been my, um, my method. That was powerful. Are you inviting me into the game? Do you want me to play the game? Or are you inviting me? I love, I love, I love I don't it. That's the perspective for sure. For sure. And I think that we would be remiss not to mention the importance of prayer and meditation when preserving mm -hmm. the soul, sitting mm -hmm. in the silence. Um, you talked about the Zen, the Zen space, um, Jeanette, but just really <clears throat> for me personally, I have ramped up my, uh, my prayer and meditation life. And what I realized is that it's like food. I need it. Like I need a shower every day. It yes. is uh, like I need water every day. And so it has, this whole season has brought me back into prioritizing what is most important. And I don't care what I have going on that day. I, I take my time connecting with God, with my, with my higher self, and inviting them to the conversation and into the activities of the day. Um, and so I think that that's an important factor for preserving the soul. I, the I, soul. Made a, I made a joke and I said, you know, the Kojic people would call this a global shut-in. And that's because you have nothing to do but pray. I mean, it's, that's one of the things that's been on my heart because the only way that we can really remind ourselves of the omniscience, of the omnipotence, mm. of the internality of things is to have that conversation with our source. Mm. And so a lot of people are running, I think, from this quarantine because people are running from their connection to source. People have been running from their one-on-one -on -one mm. relationship with God and their one-on-one -on -one responsibility for how they are interacting with the universe for a very long time. And there's mm. no way out of this but up mm. and through the spirit. Mm. So I, I was telling Pam, that's, that's, that's really the only reason I decided to open up the Clean Hearts Club space again is because I've been reminding myself that when I used to do early morning prayer Monday through Friday with ministries I was a part of, that trained my soul into getting the food, mm -hmm. into getting the fuel, into stopping by that checkpoint in the spirit every day to keep us anchored. And now we have 
no choice because it's going to be the only option of survival coming soon to mm -hmm. keep a sane mind is to have a solid prayer life. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I shade of that. Absolutely. I love it. I love I'm it. Lock it back to Ima too. You know, as, as important as prayer and meditation are, one of the things that helped me was remembering that we are energy beings, right? Mm -hmm. We look solid. So mm -hmm. we know, we think about spirit, right? But even your body, like your atoms, you're vibrating. Mm -hmm. you're, not a, you're not solid. You're, you're vibrating all the time and your mm -hmm. energies shifting and light workers tend to be more sensitive in that mm -hmm. area. And so I, I would suggest too that, you know, you learn more about yourself as an energy body and so that you can help clear your chakras so that you can learn how to not just dust off, but how to really clean out, right? Um, the stuff that we take on, because even, even the best of us with the best of boundaries, there's leakage that can happen sometimes, right? Um, and so just learning more about those things in, in, incorporating meditation, the Bible and other types of meditation, things that, you know, just ask God, what else can I put in my toolkit? I yes. have seen people who have rejected uh, traditional understanding of God and Jesus and all this, who are now speaking in tongues and they're asking me like, what's, what's really happening? I'm like, well, your spirit's trying to help, help you out. That's what's happening. Like, that yeah. Your spirit is like, will not sit down. And mm -hmm. so now your prayer language is bubbling up. And so mm -hmm. I've seen it both ways. So just kind of be open in this time. I mean, hear from everyone, follow no one, but Woo! hear at least hear, yes. you know what I'm saying? Wow. Take it in so that you can, at least, is this something for me? That's mm -hmm. why I studied Reiki. I was like, I got to figure out what to do with all of this that's happening around me. Mm -hmm. You know, and that becomes a tool now, not only for myself, but for clients. So take this God-given shut-in yes. as an opportunity to learn more about who you are, what you do, and how to serve yourself first yes. and then better serve others. Yes, that is so right. I love it. The spirit is taking over. Mm. <laughs> I'm grateful. Me too. I'm so grateful for that. Uh, you know, one more thing I want to say, though. Also, what preserves the soul is a good cry. So I set up cry dates with myself. Do you? Yeah, because my, my default setting in the past has been get angry, get pissed mm -hmm. off, cuss somebody out, or even if you don't do it in their face, do it in your mind, tear, rip them apart. And so that's, that, that's no longer my default setting. I, I vowed to change it. And so, but what I realized is that I was covering fear mm. and sadness. Mm. And so now I know that I may not jump and be, I may not get mad at you, but I'm still carrying some kind of energy that I haven't processed into fear and sadness. So I make a date in my bathtub and I revisit the feeling and I cry for as long as I need to. And yes. I feel like a million bucks when I get out the tub, like, woo, let's go out to eat. <laughs> you know, I was going to ask you how, how much, how much clarity though, do you get from that? People don't understand that crying is the quickest mm -hmm. way to clear your energy because we have actual atoms of hormones in the tears. There's a different chemical composition of the tears we cry from emotional pain mm -hmm. than the tears we cry from physical pain. Yeah. So that means there's actual energy in our body that is attached mm. to emotions that when we cry, it comes out. Yeah. But we're taught, especially as black women, we're taught this whole strong black woman thing. It's like, yes. it's antithetical to our spiritual identity. Yeah. We should be yeah. weeping and wailing when the feeling hits us so yeah. that we can get that clairvoyant understanding yeah. of what we need to see that we couldn't because of all the baggage. Yeah. So that was, that, that's such a powerful tool. Thank you, yeah. Dr. K for mentioning. That's the most powerful energy clearing tool for yeah. people who don't know about energy. Just cry. You'll feel yeah. better. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I love it. Y'all, this has been so real. It's been so amazing. I want you each to mention any special projects that you have going on. Give yourself 30 seconds and then we'll wrap it up, wrap it up. And, uh, Yes, uh, we're, I'm producing my project, The Black Mother Monologues, hashtag secrets make you sick. 
Uh, of course, during the shutdown, we're not able to do the premiere. So shortly after the shutdown, you'll be able to see that. We'll be putting it up, but you can follow us on Instagram uh, at the Black Mother Monologues. And also we'll be featured on OWN Network um, in Love and Marriage Huntsville. So look out for that. And up until then, I'll be in True Healing University on Facebook giving information and Clear Hearts Club um, on Clean Hearts Club on Facebook doing daily prayer. Awesome. Pam? Well, um, I have a book that's coming out May 31st. It's called Healing Our History and Co-Creating a Culture of Oneness. Long title, but I felt like God told me it had to be said. Mm -hmm. So um, I have that being released right now. um, And I am also writing daily um, on my blog, which is Pamela Gray Daniel. So it's P-A-M-E-L-A-G-R-A-Y-D-A-N-I-E-L.com forward slash blog. Um, and just sharing part of my journey during this, this time and also just sharing the wisdom that uh, I'm learning from Divine Source um, as I continue to expand and, and hoping that it blesses and touches someone else. Um, you can reach me on Facebook and Instagram at Pamela Gray Daniel. Forgive me for shortening your name. I don't know if it's a habit or laziness. No, but I've fine. called you Pam all this. Is, you did not give me permission to do that. Her name is Pamela Gray Daniel. <laughs> you know, you, just forgive me for that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't want anybody fun. looking you up by Pam Gray Daniel. So <laughs> Pamela Gray Daniel. Forgive me. Thank you. This is Jeanette. Well, I, um, anyone can find me at JeanetteSmith.com, J-A-N-E-T-T-E Smith.com. And um, I have a couple of things that I'd, I'd love to share. Uh, the, I had a, a, it's funny, I had a 21-day devotional that was published right before COVID broke out. And I thought, well, wow, that would, that's a perfect tool. So on Amazon, you can get that. And I, and I thank you, sister, for your support. I heard you. I don't want you to think I blew past that. Uh, thank you for that. Um, so I, Amazon and Barnes and Noble, um, for those that want to use the time to figure out your purpose and what direction you, you want to move in now, now's a great time to do that. Both of these are action journals. This is from dream to reality, navigating the path of your life purpose to help you discover what that is. Uh, we have another, uh, lovely thing that I'd love to pull you ladies into at a later date called the Women's Release Experience. And you can go to the womensreleaseparty.com and it is the best of, oh, inspiration and strategic intervention coaching mixed with everything we've been talking about today to give women the release that they need to be their best selves. So I look forward to doing that and coaching too. I'm doing that too, but you can find me on my website. That's wonderful. Thank you all so much. And to our viewers and our listeners, I want to remind you that you are a powerful being filled with power. You are an eternal being having a temporary experience, having an earthly experience, but you have the power to create the life you desire, the world that you want to live in. And so when you need that reminder, make sure you find your way back to the Power Hour podcast and hear some of these powerful conversations that are designed to help you uh, renew, rejuvenate, and power up. Thank you again and have a blessed day.